Follow the yellow bridge road. 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 Hi. Follow the yellow bridge road each week on Sundays from 8 to 9 p.m. And I've got a show for you. Tune in to get your weekly fix of British music, culture, and lots of fun. I'll see you there. Ta-ra! Hello folks, you're tuned in to CFRC 11.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario. The time is now 8pm on this Sunday evening, which means it's time for the Yellow Bridge Road. I'm your host, Rue. Good evening. I hope you're having a great Sunday evening. Yellow Bridge Road is your British music show, bringing you the best new releases from across the Atlantic. And we've got a packed show tonight, so strap in. Without any further ado or chit-chat, let's dive straight into our first set. Punk icon Frank Carter and his band The Rattlesnakes have a new pair of singles released in October 2022. One's called Drugs with Jamie T. It's a very short and blustery song that basically says that no one takes drugs, the drugs take you. The second of those singles is a blistering social commentary via the song Parasite, and that's the one that we're going to listen to. And you can find everything about the rattlesnakes at andtherattlesnakes.com. It's a bit odd of a URL, but that's what it is. Around the same time of October 2022, North London indie rock musician Sorry also released their latest album, Anywhere But Here. And from that, we'll hear the song Let the Lights On. You can find Sorry at sorrybanduk.com. First, let's hear Frank Carter and the rattlesnakes from Parasite. Welcome back to the Yellow Bread Road, folks. On the first set, we had music from Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes and from Sorry. How is everyone doing? I hope your week has been good, settling into 2023. Around our Yellow Bread Road, though, there have been major shakeups, or their major shakeups do happen because, listeners, I have had an extremely eventful week. Now, some of you may know that this show has been pre-recorded for quite a while for various factors. First, there was lockdown and the fact that I wasn't in Kingston, and then I was away in Ottawa doing my internship, but I finally got back to Kingston in September. But since our show still lies outside of the station's normal operation hours of 10 to 5 p.m., I couldn't get into the station since I didn't have an access card. Well, listeners... That has changed this week because I now have a CFRC pass card. What's more, I went in on Thursday and sat in on the Indie Wake Up Call with Cindy and I had so much fun. We had lots of great music, lots of chat about indie music, incredible bands and I also got a quick refresher on how all of the massive equipment that we have in our studios actually works. Which means, listeners, from next week the Yellow Bridge Road is going live again. This is very exciting to me, going live, you know, doing the show from the station with all of you. I'll be on air this week again with Cindy on Thursday morning, and hopefully that'll be a good prep for me to start flying solo and, you know, present Yellow Bridge Road live to you. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, You can also listen in on Thursday, it's a really good show. In other news, though, because I said it has been a really big week, I also went and saw Fantla Bollet play this week on Saturday night at the Broom Factory in Kingston. The opening acts were Luella and Almond Milk, 
both budding artists from Kingston, Armand Milk in fact playing his first ever proper show, and both of them did quite well. Luella was quite good live, she performs with her dad, and her music is quite interesting. It takes a sound that's very much in the realm of modern indie pop, and adds a touch of almost like 80s funk to it, which is quite interesting, so go check her out. Uh, and last night, Fat Love Wallet were incredible, and they were also really, really well received. If you're new to The Elaborate Road, I interviewed Hannah from Fat Love Wallet over the summer when she released her debut album, You Have Got To Be Kidding Me. And if you were at that gig and you loved the music or you just heard of their music and you're curious to know more, you know, maybe check out the interview. It should be on the radio show's podcast feed. So just Google Yellow Bridge Road. It was from earlier this summer, around uh, May, June, July, something like that. On that note, let's have some Indian rock music on the next set. We've got uh, new music from the Welsh ba- from the Welsh band based in Sheffield, Sister Wives. They released their debut album a few months ago. It's called Agaures, or The Giantess in Welsh. And it's an excellent album. And from its textured and layered depths, let's hear the song O-D-E-D, meaning from house to house in Welsh. The album is available on Bandcamp. You can find it at sisterwivesmusic.bandcamp.com. And it's a bilingual album. You know, some of the songs are in English, some are in Welsh, and I'd urge you to check it out. After that, we have some music from the Brighton goth rock four-piece, Black Honey. They've announced their third studio album called A Fistful of Peaches. It's going to come out on the 17th of March, 2023. There's a single out from the album, which has a huge sort of grungy sound. It's called Heavy, and the song deals with grief and mental health. You can find the band at blackhoneyuk.co.uk. And then we've got some music from The Clockworks who are an Irish indie rock post-punk band. They're really good songwriters. Their latest song is called Blood on the Mind, and it really sounds like a pretty good indictment of, you know, our lives on our phones and on social media. They're really good writers, like I said. Check them out at theclockworks.band. First, let's listen to Sister Wise with O-D-E-D. Sister Wives, Black Honey, and The Clockworks. Now, folks, big news in UK music right now. Uh, The nominations for this year's Brit Awards are out. The Brit Awards being the most prestigious and polished of all music awards in the British recording industry. This year's awards will happen in February 2023, and they're hosted uh, by the comedian Mo Gilligan. It is that time of the year when we all get together and scrutinise the nominations, so let's do that here on the show. It does seem like the Brits have opted for the simpler option of nominating a few artists for multiple awards, which just seemed to me like a bit of a lazy way out, you know. For example, I think the best album should be nominated on the strength of the full album, the whole album being really good, you know, and not just like a couple of hit songs that pulled the whole album through, or like the best group should go to a group that's really performing well together as a group, where all sections sound really good, they're a really good live act, etc. Something like that. 
But instead, what we're seeing is a handful of acts nominated for multiple awards without much nuance given and consideration given to what the actual category they're nominated for is, beyond sort of loose labels of genre. You know, we see a handful of acts nominated for multiple awards, which is excellent for those artists, but overall I feel it doesn't really reflect 2022 in music, 2022 in British music. Now, Harry Styles has had a big year, the 1975 have had a big year, Wet Leg have also had a big year, been nominated for four Brit Awards. There have also been a flurry of nominations for Nova Twins, which is really excellent news for them. Um, there was one concern on everyone's mind, though, which was the Artist of the Year category. Now, before 2022, this category used to be two separate gendered categories, which were merged into one for inclusivity because non-binary and transgender performers weren't eligible for either category. Adele won last year's Artist of the Year, but this year, all the nominees for Artists of the Year are male, which is strange when, you know, as someone who regu semi-regularly checks the UK charts, that doesn't really seem to reflect the charts at all. Artists like Charlie XCX have had a great year, and to be honest, even though this album is from 2000, uh, 2021, Dua Lipa's um, Future Nostalgia was in the charts for at least half of 2022. Rina Sawayama released a heart-wrenching album of fine pop music, Wet Leg entered the charts with their debut album, I think, in April? And they still haven't dropped out of the charts. Florence and the Machine released a charting album this year as well. So this just really doesn't reflect 2022 in music. And another thing to me is the variety in music, you know. Now I know the Mercury's and the Brits are very different awards, but the Mercury's shortlist was very interesting. So it's almost a bit disappointing that in a year when music releases have exploded with talent, 2022, the Brit nominations lean heavily towards sort of mainly established pop artists and when there were really good releases from musicians all over the country in all sorts of different genres. It's a bit less interesting, I think. Anyway, on that note, let's have some slightly more electronic-oriented releases. Uh, a London-based artist called H. Bernard has an album out called When We Knew Less, which is a lovely dose of indie pop. He's also worked with the English band Metronomy a few months ago on a sort of album that they did, just reworking all of the songs from their latest album, Small World, in different styles. And we're going to be listening to a song from his album, from his own EP, When We, when we Knew Less. We're listening to the song So Sick of Me. You can find H. Bernard at H-A-I-C-H-B-E-R-N-A-H-B-E-R-N-A-H-B-E-R-N-A-H-B-E-R-N-A-H-B-E-R-N-A-H-B-E-R-N-A-H-B-E-R-N-A-H-B-E-R-
Now, I mentioned during last week's show that we have a new feature lined up and ready to go on the show that I'm quite excited for, so let me tell you all about it. Now, there's been a lot of talk about the Zero's indie rock scene for various reasons, you know. There's been a whole trend of nostalgia for the early Zero's, not just by people who were a part of the scene, but by people who actively bemoaned the scene at the time, and those who were too young for it as well. And there was a really detailed book called Meet Me in the Bathroom, Rebirth and Rock and Roll in New York City 2001-2011, written by Lizzie Goodman. Now the book is about the indie rock scene around clubs in Manhattan and New York City, which were frequented by bands like The Strokes, Yeah Yeah Yeahs, and a lot of other cool New York indie bands off the zeros. And there was also a parallel uh, British scene, of which were bands like The Libertines and Block Party, though it's certainly much wider than just those bands. The book was recently turned into a film, into a documentary, and between that and this like returning Y2K nostalgia and also what is being called indie sleaze now, the terminology I think which comes from a nostalgic Toronto-based Instagram account that would post pictures on Instagram of like the aesthetic of the mid-zeros music scene, you know, the clothing, the clubs and whatnot. And all of that combined with the fact that some of the bands from that era are putting out their strongest output in over a decade means that Indie Sleaze is officially in. I mean, the movement has never really had a complimentary name, has it? Remember how it used to be called Landfill Indie at one point? So I present our brand new feature, Meet Me in the Mic Room. Now this is a working title, it may very much change. It's kind of based on the book title, Meet Me in the Bathroom. Now, not all of the bands that I mention in the next coming weeks are necessarily going to fall under the Indie Sleaze banner. We, we're going to be taking a closer look at the Zeros, maybe looking at indie rock bands, alternative bands, garage rock bands from the time, and we'll find out whether the Zeros was a load of hype or if the music stands the test of time. Over the last few weeks, I've particularly been listening to a ton of albums from the Zeros, a lot of them from the indie scene from the indie rock scene, from the indie scene, and I'm going to be bringing up an artist and an album each week for your consideration. We'll play a single song off of it, and you can check out the rest of the album, perhaps right into the show, or phone in, since we're going to be live from next week. It'll be good fun. If you're wondering why the segment for now is called Meet Me in the Mic Room, firstly, it's because I couldn't really think of a better name, and secondly, it's because you are meeting me here in the studio, and particularly because I have plans for guests to drop by the station and talk about their album picks of the Zeros, why they were good, why they were important, things like that. The good thing about radio is that we can not only just listen to great music, we can also talk about it. So let's do that. So we'll delve into some albums um, and reassess whether the music stands the test of time. Of course, there will be plenty of releases from the UK as well. But I think for today, we can take it all the way back to the start with The Strokes' debut album, 2001's Is This It? The album was quite hyped even before its release. It came off the back of their 2001 EP, The Modern Age, which had multiple record labels bidding for the album, which took influences, musical influences from 70s garage rock, but kind of mellowed it out and took a much more slacker approach to the vocals and ended up as part of a new revolution in music, or, you know, however you want to call a genre, which is basically called garage rock revival, which means, of course, the Indie Sleaze era that we are living through is the garage rock revival revival era. But anyway, the Strokes were part of a New York scene a New York City musical scene that was kind of scrappy bands putting together songs and shows. 
a lot of these bands didn't consider didn't consider themselves proper bands, you know, like the stadium rockers of the nineties. These bands were just there to hang out, make friends, make some music, get drunk or worse. But out of this nothing grew something eventually. Something that a lot of people find is worth nostalgia today. Um, a lot of people would reckon that this period of the late 90s and early zeros was the last time that New York City was an affordable place that could support a scene of artists the way that it had in the 60s and 70s with punks and with Andy Warhol's factory artists. So, do the strokes stand the test of time? The debut album, Is This It? is quite short and punchy. The band put out a couple of records that became indie nightclub staples. And I must admit, there is something about walking downtown with the strokes in your ears that makes you feel unbelievably cool. And I say this because I've tried it, so it is a listenable record. The strokes themselves fell into kind of making forgettable records after Is This It and 2003's Room on Fire, and ultimately took a hiatus, and then, you know, they released 2020's The New Abnormal, which was a sort of comeback for them. Um, and I do feel like the name of the album does have a small hand in the band's Grammy win, given that Fonte's DC were also on that category list for Best best Rock Album. Um, anyway, Best Alternative Album. Anyway, I think we should listen to a song from Is This It? The most celebrated of uh, the songs is, of course, Last Night. But another song that I feel is quite representative of the album sound is The Modern Age. by The Strokes. Welcome back to The Yellow Bridge Road, folks. The Strokes are putting out some sort of box set for this album. After all, it has been 20 years, more than 20 years since it first came out. That was our new feature where we're going to be looking at, looking back at albums of The Zeros and seeing whether The Zeros kind of indie hype really lived up to its name in our section called Meet Me in the Mic Room. More on that next week. For now, uh, let's move into the submission section. You know, you can submit in your music to the show. Just email it in to yellowbridgeroad at gmail.com. You can also tweet the show at yellowbridgecfrc, but emails are just nicer around there. You've got to be on email these days. Now, our submission this week is a song called Swim Under the Winter, which is the first new single from a London dream pop outfit called Fire Stations. It's a song about deciding to approach a problem from a different angle. Uh, you're looking for a pattern that isn't there. Staring at the shadows in the afternoon sunlight, accepting the possibility of feeling better and rediscovering simple joys, winter being as much filled with promise of light as it is with darkness, says the band. Lyrically, quite a lot of this, of the new songs on their upcoming album verge on self-help, and this one in particular is about wanting to disconnect and let go of some of the anxieties of the world around us. You can find Fire Stations on Bandcamp at firestations.bandcamp.com. Welcome back to the Yellow Bridge Road, folks. It's been a fun show today. I've, I've quite had fun doing it, but we've only got time for one last set, so we'll see how much new music we can fit in. The last set is the Masala Chai section, where we listen to music from outside of the UK, from outside of Ireland, and just take a sip of music from around the world. First up, we're going to listen to the Toronto-based band Pony, who have a new song called French Class. 
You can find them at ponythebam.ca. Then if we have time, we've got new music from the Italian rock band Monoskin. They're back with a brand new uh with brand new music and for anyone who needs a refresher, they're the band that really burst onto the rock scene when they won Eurovision in 2021. And from there they're really on their way to steadily becoming the biggest band, the biggest act in the world. Their latest song features a cameo from none other than Rage Against the Machines guitarist Tom Morello. And in typical Monoskin fashion, the music video goes all out. The song is called Gossip. If we're not able to fit that into the show today, do check it out. Otherwise, I'll see you next week live on the airwaves. Do tune in on Thursday if you're able to in the morning. I'll be on with Cindy on uh, Indie Wake Up Call. Email in anything you like. The email address is yellowportrait.gmail.com. Do you remember the CFRC's funding drive is still going on? Head over to cfrc.ca forward slash donate now. This is Pony with French Class. See you all next week live. Goodbye. <laughs>